1: Welcome to Job Logs, a podcast that features candid conversations with young professionals about work, life, and everything in between. Hi there. Welcome back. I'm Joy Marie. And as a reminder, Courtney's out this month working on some really dope projects. So send her your positive vibes. Good luck. Well wishes. Um, but we're excited because we're still keeping things up with a really dope guest co-host today. I'm really excited to introduce Jonathan Jackson. Hi, Jonathan.
2: Hello. How are you?
1: Welcome. So glad to have you here. I'm excited to be here. We've been trying to we've been talking for a minute. So I'm <laughs> glad it's happening live and in person. So Jonathan's an editor at LinkedIn, which is the professional. Networking site that we love and adore and talk about all the time on the show. He also works on corporate strategy for Blavity. If you'll remember, we had Morgan DeBon, who's the CEO of Blavity here on episode four. So go back and listen if you haven't. And that's a digital network for black millennials that's getting a ton of buzz, doing very well. So congratulations to you guys, your team. Thank you. Um, But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have fun today. Okay, (laughs) we're gonna address some listener questions, chat about your career in content marketing, some of our favorite product hacks and reviews things like that. So it's going to be dope. So yeah. how are you doing? What's going on? I'm
2: uh, I'm going through a transition period. Mm-hmm. 2016, I usually choose a word for the year. Um, mm. Last year was execute. My brother mm. and I had the same word. This year has been balance. And I think wow. when you set an intention, things come to test whether or not mm. that intention is as serious as you think it is. Mm. For me... Th- it has been tested immediately. So from mm. January was was hectic. February is off to a incredible start, and mm-hmm. I think I'm having to make some life adjustments mm. to seek the balance that is going to help me be better um, in the long term. So
1: yeah, why did you pick balance?
2: I a couple reasons. The first one is I have a pretty aggressive personality, and that when I focus, I can sort of lock in. Mm. And because of that, it is a strength, but it can also be a pretty bad yeah, weakness because yeah. I can let some things yeah. slide that shouldn't. Yeah. And so I needed to be kinder to myself mm. in order to do the type of work that I
1: aspire to do. I love that. So I love that. Yeah, so. That's a word of the year. That's I'm about to steal that. That's deep. I love that. Um, and I know, so like, I don't know. What when you talk about aligning yourself to some things and getting to the next level in terms of what you want to do, like what what does that look like? I I always admire people that are so uh, that have such great vision and you seem to be one of these people. But like, how does that how did you even figure that out? How do you know? Because I feel like I'm just sort of wandering around and opportunities are coming to me and I'm putting out there things that will attract opportunities. But I also like it's all completely unknown to me. It's yeah. hard for me to set a vision.
2: Yeah, it's it's been hard for me too. I'm a I'm a dreamer by nature, so mm. I I see things as they could be, not as they are. Mm. Um, something happened to me a couple months ago actually. I was in DC and I was at a at a bookstore and I looked at the shelf and my mind was like, "When are you going to have your own book up there?" Wow. And I just I stopped, right? And then I went to the magazine shelf and I was like, look at The Economist, and my mom was like, so when are you going to write in print? Really? Are you going to, like, when are you going to do this for wow. yourself? And so for me, it's always been yeah. about the things I consume normally. Yeah. Why am I, why yeah. am I, Why is my voice not there? Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: And so to do that, to really be like, I'm going to be in print, or mm. I'm actually going to physically write a book and then make that come to mm. reality, certain things have to shift mm. Okay. to set the time for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, they keep us posted. I will. That's dope. I know you're going to slay it this year. <laughs> All right. So now it's time for Rants, Raves, and Reviews. This is the segment of the show where we share rant, rave, or product review that's enhancing our lives as young professionals or something that, you know, we can't stand right now. And so, Jonathan, what are you doing? Oh man, let me give
2: a, let me give a rave. Okay, so I found last year an app called Prism and Prism, Prism, P R I S M. Mm. And it is a bill pay app, but it's wow. a very different one because it bundles all the services you use mm-hmm. in one place. Oh nice. So if you're like me and you have a cell phone bill and Sally Mae wants to take everything you're <laughs> worth and you live in New York, so rent feels like a yes. root canal, oh, all those things, right? <laughs> It's very hard because that's a bunch of different tabs. And yeah. And you got to go in and you get the statements and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prism actually um, creates a, one, a one-way a one transaction so you can easily uh, pay that bill from inside the app. Oh, nice. And so it actually pings me. I open my app. I'm like, OK, so rents do great. Cable, awesome. And you can actually just pay from in there. Oh, nice. So, like, two-factor
1: authentication. Oh, okay, okay, Yeah, Yeah, because I literally have a bills folder, and I click open all tabs, and 17 tabs open, and it takes four minutes for it to load. Yeah, (laughs) and it's it's just pure
2: aggression. Nice, nice.
1: Does it pull in? um, Can you do, like, credit card bills and stuff, too? Absolutely. Oh, nice. And then you
2: can link a payment source, right? So you can actually link from your bank, and you just literally pull down, and you pull it down, and it says it'll schedule the pay. And then you're, it'll do all the back-end stuff, and you'll get a notification from your bank or your creditor that's, like, this bill's been scheduled. Love to- it.
1: That's dope. That's dope. Um, so, I mean, I have, like, six things <laughs> written down. This- <laughs> <laughs> you're tacky, so yeah. I figured you'd appreciate. Yeah. Um, I'm going to run through them quick. So, first, I would like to... Maybe Rave, I don't know. The Verdict's still out. Maybe review the Anchor app. Have you heard of it? I have not. Okay, so Anchor, it's really, really cool. So it's a project um, that I was introduced to by Allison Berenger from the Intern Podcast. Check it out. Very cool uh, podcast. But it essentially is like, to me, like an audio Snapchat or maybe like an audio Twitter feed where you go and it's a social networking platform and an app and All of the posts are audio bites. They're like waves. They're audio clips. So you go in, you hit play. People can, you know, I can log in and post something like, hey, guys, heading to the studio to interview Jonathan, which I did before the studio, any questions for him, and people can reply with an audio bite, and join the conversation. It's really dynamic. It integrates with Twitter, so it can send the clip to your Twitter feed. Mm -hmm. If you reply to someone, it'll at them on Twitter. And I mean, I feel like I'm kind of an early adopter right now because the community is still pretty small, but it is so addictive and just so fascinating. And it could be sort of the next iteration of just like social interaction. I think one area where podcasting is struggling is that it's like a one-way dialogue. Like we're here talking, but yeah. we don't we don't have, you know, you guys, like we don't have your responses and feedback. So yeah. it's kind of a cool way to bridge that gap. Verdict's like still out, but yeah. check it out, Anchor app. Um, and then I'm going to do one more. Listservs. So if you are not on somebody's listserv, you ain't popping. I'm sorry to say. Facts. <laughs> like, little known secret if you're not in the world. Like, I have my sorority listserv. I have a New York City radio club listserv, which I don't know if we're supposed to talk about it. It might be like a <laughs> you're in fight club. You don't say you're in fight club thing. Um, a ladies in radio listserv and a bunch of others. Like, there's spring break ones when trip pop up and basically a listserv is just a place usually kind of some sort of email integration you could probably explain yeah, this yeah. better than me where you can jump in post messages and you can interact with other people via email essentially and just communicate kind of like a message board with alerts right yeah. um, are you like do you have listservs here? yeah
2: I'm in a couple I'm in um, a big one that's blacks in tech mm. in New York nice. I'm in a couple marketing ones and to, oh, your, cool. and to your point I think it's Great to have that information fed to you. Yeah. If you're a a consumer like I am, you kind of just want to know what you need to know. Yes. And then be informed about the things you know you're not going to do, but someone else in your network might really
1: like. Exactly. And what's really great about them, I mean, the ones that I've typically been in, you know, like because you're already sort of connected by whatever cause or purpose the listserv is around people will post jobs people will you know i like people put out rent listings and stuff so it's like this online community where you could just share information bounce thoughts of off of each other kind of like a group chat honestly so y'all if you're not in a couple listeners work on that this year that's <laughs> that's major Nowadays, with everything that's happening in the digital space, so many careers are emerging in content. And so I'd love to just kind of, like, unpackage that a bit and, f- and talk a bit about how you got into it and yeah. even figured out that it was a space you could play in. Absolutely. So
2: it uh, started my sophomore year of college. Mm-hmm. I had an internship Where I was actually at General Mills.
1: Oh, nice. Um,
2: Great snacks. I ate (laughs) so good that summer. I was was living in Betty Crocker's kitchen. (laughs) Uh, So I was a marketing communications intern, Mm -hmm. and General Mills is huge. Yeah. Incredible company. Yeah. Massive scale, iconic brands. Mm. And I realized that I really enjoyed the art of the story. Mm. So I thought that I was going to be doing more writing mm. and more engaging. And I realized there was actually a science to it. And I did mm. more of the science. So it okay. was more about the okay. presentations and things like that. Okay. What really made that summer for me was I got a chance to speak to the CMO.
3: Mm. His
2: name is Mark Addix. Chief, He's Marketing, He's Officer. Chief Marketing Officer. He was recently uh, retired. But when I went to talk to him, I had actually printed out a white paper. So from time to time brands will end up doing these deeply researched things about the future. I'm sorry, this Man. was
1: in college. So yeah, this was in college. <laughs> Where does one even come up with these ideas?
2: So college? I don't I, I don't know. I just thought it was cool. Wow. And I, I figured he's a a yeah. big deal that likes yeah. cool things. So yeah. I couldn't come to the meeting without something. That's so true. I was like, Let me print this out. Nice. <laughs> and his office had all these papers in it. So I was like, well what's mm. another paper? <laughs> So I walked in and I said, hey, Mark, thanks for taking 30 minutes. I thought you'd really appreciate this. I really enjoyed it. You're on the cutting edge. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And then I asked him what he thought was going to be the next big thing in the Mm -hmm. company. And he said, our challenge is going to be remaining nimble at Mm -hmm. our size. Yeah. And I didn't understand what that meant until much later. Yeah. the idea was that they wanted to become content driven. So every brand, every extension of Mm -hmm. general mills Mm -hmm. as a, as an entity needed its own, um, distinct voice. Yeah. And I wanted to be a part of that. Yeah. And so, um, when I came back to school and started to think about what I really, really wanted to do, Mm -hmm. I knew it had to be something that I personally was attached to. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to tell a story. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be a good story. Mm -hmm. Um, and so from there, I kind of transitioned and played around. And, um, what,
1: had- did, what did the play look like? Was this internships that were in content? Like, was that a label that you started to see in association with your career early on? Or did you kind of just, like, fall into...
2: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I did a... USA Today College, okay. uh, which is sort of the millennial outpost of USA Today, yeah, has a lot of contributors from yeah. inside of colleges. Oh, okay, cool. I did a, I my beginning of my senior year, I did a, um, op- I they had an open call mm. for writers, mm-hmm. and I just wrote a piece about the five digital tools to build like a cool brand. Had wow. no idea yeah. what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> Never been published somewhere. I was like, well, I mean, the worst. Why, not? Here, right. Yeah, why not?
1: Right. I love that. I love that. I love <clears> that. And that's. I mean, that's something tangible that anyone that's in college now can start doing. There's so many resources and access in that space. Yeah. It's really refreshing to hear about that. Yeah. Um, but to go back, you talked about like. An interest in storytelling and even mocking up this one pager. I think we really we we talk about communication as an important soft skill to have in any role. But I don't think we talk about like how important excellent communication skills are and what a good like what excellent communication skills look like. Like what you know, how did you how did you improve? How do you hone your your skills in that space and how do you make sure that you're always staying like on the cutting edge of making sure you're, what you present is really well packaged and put together.
2: Absolutely. For me, it's cultural and familial. So mm-hmm. in my family, the way we communicate is via story. So mm. my half of my family is from the Deep South. The other half is from Trinidad and Tobago. Mm. And connectionally, we I don't always see my family in Trinidad, right? So mm-hmm. it'll be via phone. Mm. It'll be via WhatsApp mm-hmm. or um, this winter, we're actually going for Christmas. No, and so nice. when you when you go and you spend time, everything, they've missed out on pockets of my life. Yeah. And so to communicate, I have to tell, one, a succinct story. Mm, so it has succinct. to be really clear. And yeah. I need to actually highlight the most important things yeah. that they've missed out on. Yeah. I also need to appeal to a variety of audiences. Mm-hmm. So my great aunt isn't going to want to hear what my cousin wants to hear. It's not what my aunt wants to That's hear. That's true. And so they also have really short attention spans. So (laughs) what do you get to the point? So did you win? Right, right. And so I've always, growing up, had a pretty tough audience. Mm. And that translates into work, right? So So
1: well, so well.
2: For Mm. me to be here, I need to earn your attention Mm. every single time. Mm. Anything I've written, anything I've done, I consistently have to work for it because it's not it's not something I naturally deserve.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you clearly are very articulate. And I think what becomes really important in, in anyone's career across the board, and I would imagine especially so in content, is being able to not only understand what's happening in the spaces around you, but to then take it, translate it, and articulate it into strategies, into recommendations, into plans, you know? Like, how, you know, how do you approach that? And what's your advice for people that, regardless of their industry or space, are looking to, you know, refine their brand, present themselves better, more succinctly, more concisely, like you say?
2: Absolutely. Uh, A couple things. I would start with where, take stock of where you are. Mm -hmm. So do, I call it uh, clearing your attic. So I had this term when you get hit with so much information mm-hmm. and you can only action a certain amount of it. Mm. And so with us as millennials and having all these things and all these side hustles and projects, mm-hmm. when you think about your brand, it's important that you think about it holistically. Mm. So everything you do yeah. is your brand. Right? Yeah. Your podcast, your yeah. five, your volunteer. Yeah. And so if you can actually isolate those things and then pull out what personal qualities are attached to those. Mm. So you as a podcaster, what does that mean? Is that you being really articulate, really Mm -hmm. fun, really playful in your actual job? What does that mean? And then those things start to create synergies. So you see the similarities in each of them. And then from there, you sort of can work backwards and create the plan. So in an ideal world, an ideal role, when we're meeting for the first time, Mm -hmm. what should I be getting? Mm. What should I leave this conversation knowing yeah and then I can actually be a net promoter of you Mm. because you're gonna you're gonna remain in my mind yeah because you left me with something meaningful yeah
1: yeah and And, and then when you meet someone else that would be great to connect me with you know it's instant the linking is there exactly that's so great I need to I'm gonna go home (laughs) and work on that that's (laughs) awesome you should package that and sell it That's some (laughs) deep stuff Okay, so influencer marketing. Mm -hmm. This is the space that you play in in LinkedIn. Tell us first what that is.
2: So my role at LinkedIn is to oversee our influencer program. Mm -hmm. The influencer program is a collection of about 500 or so of the world's most sought-after thought leaders Mm. and visionaries. So everyone Mm. from Oprah Winfrey, Richard Branson, the CEO of Virgin, um, Ban Ki-moon, the president of the World Bank,
3: um,
2: Kofi Annan Mm. um, as well, and... The idea of the program is, what if there was a business conference that never ended? So Mm. you could get the consistent thoughts Mm. of what's happening in a variety of industries that apply directly to um, your working world. Yeah. Um, yeah. So be the smartest person entering the meeting. Mm -hmm. And then when you leave the meeting, get the information you need to actually be right back on track.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, no Oprah here, but, you know, what if we're trying to, I think, like, to a smaller degree, have impact or create a very strong voice in a specific field? What if we're trying to, you know, become subject matter experts? Or what if we are already, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what if we are, but we're struggling to figure out how to package that? in a way that, you know, does seem attractive mm-hmm. to brands. Like, what advice do you have on that side? Yeah.
2: I struggle with that as well.
1: Yeah, so, same, same.
2: I mean, uh, let's just talk about myself yeah, here. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you guys the real because I'm going through it. So I think it's a couple things. Being known for what you know mm. is one of the most important things, and I'll, I'll unpack that a little bit. Yeah. So if you are the person everyone comes to for something, keep stock of that. So on my, on my computer, I have an actual spreadsheet that's called Questions People Ask Me.
1: Oh, really? It has
2: the name, the huh. question, and then that person's contact info. Generally, it's a direct mm. info, right? and so
1: You start to see the themes. You start to
2: see the themes, yeah. every, and then it, I, I update it maybe once or twice a week, just yeah. every question, something from oh, my mom, good. something that's from my, my brother, my cousin, whoever. That's good. And so then it actually serves a couple purposes. One, it lets you know what people innately see you as, mm. even if you don't see yourself mm. there. Because the struggle for a lot of us is, we right. are already
1: those people. Right. We don't see ourselves, don't that, see way. ourselves yeah. that way. We don't see ourselves that way. But our network true. has been
2: telling us for a long time. That's true. And until you get the data, yeah. you're not able to, to make that
1: yeah. come, to, come to I first. love that. I love that. I'm going to start doing that because I feel like it's the same sort of set of questions I always get. Um, and I'm starting to think about, like, what do you do with that?
2: So the next step from there is understanding the market you're in. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. I'll give you a personal example Um so I write freelance from time to time. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to know what markets charge mm-hmm. depending on what you're doing. So there's mm-hmm. a big difference between what a print magazine will pay you yeah. and what the same digital property of that print magazine mm, might interesting, pay you. Interesting. And so there's also conversation around tenure, right? Yeah. What type of writer are you? What type yeah. kind of clips have you had? Yep. How have those clips done? Yeah. And so once you sort of have packaged and you know what you want your expertise to be, the next step is to see who's, who's who are the players, who are the mm. people that are actually... Making waves yeah. every time they write something, yeah. people shift. Yeah. The paradigm sort of moves. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so when you can figure out those prices, then you also can figure out where you fit in. Mm. So uh, your unique selling proposition might not be that you're the most innovative. Yeah, it might yes. be that you have a perspective no one else does, mm. which is worth just as much mm. as trying to create a new way to do something.
1: Yeah. Um, So in working with all of these thought leaders, some of the world's sort of biggest influencers, Mm -hmm. what have you learned from them? Like, what are the themes about leadership? You know, what what are you taking from that? Because that has to be a really unique position that you're in.
2: Yeah. um, It's been incredible. So um, as a resource, you guys can go to um, SlideShare, which is uh, LinkedIn property. And you can go to Pulse, mm-hmm. so search LinkedIn Pulse, and you can see all the influencer interviews. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys are ever interested, check that out.
1: We'll link to that.
2: I have learned a few things. Um, the first one, and I think the, the most important, is that time is not a renewable resource. Mm. So you only should be doing the things you should be doing,
3: mm.
2: which is a very it, it's a counterintuitive thought. yeah. But you can place the level of urgency based on how you respond. To yeah, things. yeah. So when you're not in the office, don't be in the office. Yeah. If you have, like <laughs> that's actually, tough. That's yeah, it's tough. tough. And I, go, I, I, I am, <laughs> yeah. I am, I am. I don't take my own advice here. Yeah. But what I've seen from how certain people live, they are mm. ruthless with are their they? time. They are. You have to be yeah. if you're running a multi. multinational corporation, if you're speaking 180 days out of the year, you cannot allow your time to be misaligned.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I want to also talk about the network that you've built Mm -hmm. in your own personal and professional life, because... In working with and being part of the founding team of Blavity and um, just even from what I've seen, the people that you keep around you seem to be equally yoked, equally ambitious. Yeah. How, how does that happen? Is it just sort of the magneticism of what you're doing <laughs> or?
2: No, it's uh, these are people that I am so grateful to have had around. There's nobody really new in my circle. So mm. I, I have I have a couple Unique teams, right? So the founding team of Blavity, we all went to school together. Oh, okay. So I, I really know like Morgan's a friend, mm, Aaron's a friend, mm. Jeff is a friend. Though.
1: But y'all had to gravitate to each other. Yeah, and in we, school. we we
2: knew of each other in school because of the organizations we were in. Mm. Um, Morgan, Aaron, and I were in the same honorary. Morgan and Jeff were both student body president. So mm. there were you can you can notice the people who are going to leave wherever you are, yeah. and continue to progress, and, and and be dynamic. Yeah. I try to give the best of what I have to the people around me. Mm. And I think we, we talk about this a lot, but there is nothing more important than consistently nurturing your relationships the way that they need to be nurtured. What so, does that mean? So not everyone in my immediate circle needs me the same way. Mm. So mm. if I have someone I, that I see as a mentee, yeah they don't always need me to talk or teach them something. Yeah. They need me to listen. Yeah. And be a resource. Yeah. If I am talking to Morgan, for instance. Right. We have a different conversation. Right. Because we know each other differently. Yeah, yeah. And so part of growing up and the emotional intelligence that my network has given me mm. is showing me that I don't need to be everything to everyone. To everyone, yeah.
3: I true. need
2: to be present for mm. everyone. mm and so being present requires me to think less of myself yeah. and more of what that person needs mm. in that moment in time mm. and how I'm best equipped to actually give them what they need for me.
1: it's time for Ask Job blogs This is the segment of the show where we address your career and life questions. You can submit your questions to us anytime at jobblogs.com slash joblogs. Jonathan's joining us today to lend his expertise. Mm-hmm. So we have one question which I think we've sort of touched on in our discussion that comes up quite a bit um, and it's how do I better manage my time? So on top of full-time jobs, activities, volunteerism, everything we got going on, how do you manage your time?
2: I Create buffers in my schedule to allow myself freedom to do whatever. Mm. And it sounds it sounds weird, but when you actually schedule playtime or mm-hmm. creativity or just time to not do anything, yeah. it makes the time that you're always on more effective mm. because you can look forward to that time when you actually get to do nothing. Yeah, which yeah. is really really important okay. and becoming more critical for me as I continue to grow and, and shift in my career. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's how I found a really comfortable way. It's always a balance, too. There's no right formula. Yeah, I don't tweaks. think so.
1: I don't think so. And I think, like, your time— evolves like at certain points in your life you are going to be hyper focused on some things at mm-hmm. other points it's going to be grind season other times it will be time to relax so i think there are seasons as yeah. well and uh, permitting yourself the room in the space to be in different seasons at different times i think is important as well <laughs> So now it's time for the wonderful part of the show where we give a positive nod to folks in media, pop culture, killing the game, or we serve up termination papers to people who are not. This is called Hired and Fired. Um, and to see the whole team that we've hired in episodes past, you can head to joblogs.com payroll. Jonathan, what you got <laughs> something for us today. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'll
2: start with the fired. And I, I, I came across this a couple days ago. Tyrese has a (laughs) new show with, um, I believe it is is Rev Run. And on this particular episode, Tyrese, I believe, said um, and had some ideas around not understanding the importance of consent when it would come um, to engaging in any type of um, physical activity um, with a woman involved. Amber oh. Rose was on the show, and I, th- I think Tyrese um, alluded to this idea <laughs> that sometimes things can just sort of happen, uh, and uh, he needs to be fired <laughs> for that. <laughs> because wait, 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 wait! What? So, in in the context of the show, okay, he was saying that you know he felt like sometimes. You know things are just happening, and that there's there might be just some feelings getting in the
1: mood. Yeah, and then then,
2: like you, just before you know it, you're just you're already there. Oh, okay. That is rhetoric that again cannot be perpetuated on that type of scale. Yeah, because of the issues we are currently dealing with and the way that that is consistently swept under
1: the rug. Oh, so gosh, Terry! He should stop talking, tweeting. That. He's. This is not the first time. Sorry <laughs> for that. I didn't, I didn't Bye. Think, I didn't think that was okay. See ya. Um, you have another one?
2: I have a hired. Oh, yeah. And this is, I just think this, this needs to be called out and packaged. I, okay. I would like to hire the collective that... Asserts itself around black girl magic. This February mm. has been the blackest month I have had a part of yeah. in, in the history. It, it,
1: yeah, it of feels black that history way. Month. It feels that way.
2: I am a, a product of black girl magic. I think it has been one of the quintessential parts of my growth and development. Mm. And I would like to just hire the people that are around it. I don't know if there's staff. Mm. I don't know if there's, (laughs) you know, people who are out waving the flag. But I think (laughs) this year it's been really, really edifying to see, People in my network from yes. all walks of life. Yes. Not just winning and flourishing, but actually yeah. being unapologetic yeah. about what it means yeah. to be black and yeah. to be women. We hired
1: Reign of April. Courtney hired her a couple of weeks ago. See? I guess it's time for a raise, April. <laughs>
2: Get right. I mean, hey. Um, you
1: know coming. what I've really loved, too, is seeing more dialogue around Afro-Latina culture mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. That's been phenomenal. Like, it's been so good. To, shout out shout out uh, to Janelle. Again. Yes, Janelle. Janelle. We got a Janelle Martinez. We're going to have her on here hopefully (laughs) putting it into the universe one of these episodes but that's awesome y'all are all hired everybody that's a part of that come join (laughs) the money team Okay, so this has been incredible, Jonathan. Thank you so much for joining us. I can't believe it's over already. Of course. Where can we find you? Where can the people find you around so the web?
2: So you can find me on Twitter at John, J-O-N, two underscores. Jackson. Cool. You can find me on Instagram at the Jackson Files. Love that name. Word. <laughs> and yeah, blavity, 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 blavity.
1: Yes, blavity all over. Um, as always, you can find us around the web at Job Blogs. Visit our website, JobBlogs.com. We'll put up the show notes, all the resources mentioned in this episode, and more. Thanks, as always, to you, Jonathan, for joining us, our producer, Adrienne Wagner, and Visionary Media, our studio here in Manhattan. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in and listening. We'll talk to you next time.
0: My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything.